Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. I'm so excited to talk about this book with you, um, and we'll get into all of it, but I I just really loved this book, and I'm really, really anticipating all the other books still to come in this series. Well, yeah, I was so excited for this book, and then um, I had never read her, and you were like, oh no, you need to read her, and I was like, all right, well, let's give it a whirl. Well, I'm real glad I did. Well, so so on this episode of a quick shot of romance we're viewing one way back to me by carrie ann ryan this is her first book in the wilder brothers series um it is a spin-off of her fort collins montgomery inc series so the last book in the montgomery inc series from fort collins was actually the sister of the main character in this book. So anyway, read us the synopsis from Goodreads, Heather. The Wilder brothers have retired from the military and as they're forced to learn a new life, things get interesting fast in this kickoff to a brand new steamy contemporary romance series from New York Times bestselling author, Carrie Ann Ryan. One dance at a stranger's wedding. That's all it took for me to fall for Alexis. And then disaster. Another man, her boyfriend, gets down on one knee and proposes to her. I never thought I'd see her again. Years later, I'm in desperate need of a wedding planner. Not for myself, but for my company. My five brothers and I um, need to get our new Wilder Resort off the ground, and Alexis is the only one savvy enough to help us. But there's one little matter that I still have it bad for her. Alexis has changed since the night we met. She's gun-shy. But there's a spark between us that will not die. We both fight it until we don't, until history repeats itself. The same guy who took her away from me is back to do more damage, but this time he'll have to go through me to get to her. So um, this this released April 18th, 2022. Our episode is dropping on April 21st. This will be a spoiler-free review um Mm -hmm. because this is such a new release and we're really good about our quick shots not giving away spoilers but i just want to make sure that listeners know we will be providing you with a spoiler free review of this um of this book um tropes veteran it's a family series yeah second meeting for the two of them Mm -hmm. and then it takes place in, on a winery in Texas. Yeah, like a winery slash like a wedding, obviously like a wedding venue, like a resort. Where it's a full resort. It's a, yeah, mm-hmm. company retreat, full resort. There's a hotel. It's a boutique styled hotel. It's not big monstrosity. Um, mm-hmm. And they talk about this a little bit in the book. This area of the hi- Texas hill land is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um Lots of old ranches are being bought up and turned into dude ranches. So um, that's kind of like the resorts in the area are all more dude ranchish than just resort. 
And the Wilder brothers are doing something a little differently. They have a background in winemaking. Their grandfather and uncle owned a winery in California, and they have passed on and left some money and also some wine knowledge to the brothers. Yeah. And so this is from kind of, it's right outside of San Antonio. So there's lots of cool, like if you've ever been to Texas, there's lots of cool stuff um, in and around Austin and San Antonio. Um, Put out percentage in this book is 36%. And I say that and I think, oh, that's really early, but there is a slow burn feel Mm -hmm. because there's some longing and there's some, Mm should we or shouldn't we kind of moments between the two of them um so yeah, i think everyone in the whole book i mean readers and his siblings are like can you two just get it on already <laughs> right um the story start is their story actually starts in a prequel that yep. carrie ann ryan has out right now called a night for us and at the dropping of this, it the prequel is currently free uh, wherever you get your books. Um, so you can read a little snippet of who they are. I did not read the prequel. I have it on my Kindle. Did not read it. Yeah, I also have it on my Kindle, but I did not realize it until I think today that um, it was there. So I didn't have a chance to read it. Um, but I don't, I mean, I... Don't know. I mean, maybe I'll make the book more enjoyable. I'm not sure how that's possible because. This book. So the Wilders. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All start with E names. I need a family tree, Carrie and Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They all start with E's. So there is Eli and East, Evan, or I'm sorry, Eli, East, Evan, Everett, Elliot, um, Elijah and or Elijah and yep. Eliza. Um, this is the story of Eli, who is the eldest of all the Wilders. So there's seven kids, seven Wilder children total, five brothers, and then like you said, the baby sister is is from the other previous series. There's a set of six brothers. Six brothers. brothers. Sorry. Yeah. Because he's one of, yeah, there's six of them. And there's a set of twins. And I can't even remember which ones are twins. But um, East and Evan, I believe, are the twins. Okay. I think it's East and Um, Evan. Yeah. These brothers. Hmm. So she got me one, I love a family series. Two, I love veterans, love the military men. Yeah. So So all of these guys are former military. Some Mm -hmm. have different, they all have different lengths of time that they were in service. And um, their sister Eliza was married to a military man. He died in action. And then her book, she um, has a second chance at love and, and marries one of the Montgomery's from the Fort Collins series. So this is a family full of patriotism and duty. And you actually mm-hmm. get a feel for that, even though we're not, they are not active military mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily gung ho. Oorah. Yay. Military either. They all, 
I think they all have been exhausted from their terms within the military. And they're just yep. trying to reacclimate outside into civilian life. I think the military did several things for each of them in, in different ways. One, it gave them like some structure and some purpose. Um, but I think it also damaged them. I think that I, I, they saw things and probably did things or things happened that have scarred them. For. Yeah. And we get a little bit of that in Eli. Now, Eli's story mm -hmm. is he is a 20-year veteran of the Air Force. He went through the Air Force Academy before going into full service. So he was an officer. That mm -hmm. is his background. I believe he is the highest ranking of the siblings while also being the eldest. Yeah. And he doesn't really talk too much about it. I think they also kind of, it's very interesting. They structure their business a little bit like the military and like the. They refer ranking. to it as the chain of command. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. So because Alexis works for the resort and technically mm -hmm. Eli runs the whole resort. Like he's the general manager, I would say. That's yeah, the like best he's word the I could come up with. Top boss. Up. Yeah. And whenever something happens, Alexis actually reports to Everett. That is her direct boss. So whenever something comes up about Alexis being attracted to Eli or Eli being attracted to Alexis, they all say, well, she's not in your chain of command. So it's fine. <laughs> I just like, it's a very like narrow perimeter to look at that. But yes, you're right. Uh, she's not. Sure. And Alexis, we should talk about Alexis because she's very sweet and, but she's not like a wallflower sweet. Like she's not, I think she's really had to figure out how to come into her own. Well, I think she like is, one of the things about Alexis is she is alone in her world right now. And she has been for a very long time. Her family, her brother married a woman that lives in Spain and her parents left the stateside and are now expats living in Spain to be close to her brother and sister-in-law and their family. And Alexis has been left in Texas. And in the last two years, her life has seen some major upheaval and changes. She married a guy that she was sort of dating. She didn't know they were getting married. She didn't, you get the impression that she wasn't a hundred percent like, he is my happily forever after kind of guy. But he proposed to her in the middle of a wedding reception in front of hundreds of people. Which she would tell you is the worst thing ever. Like, yeah, she that's embarrassing it's, for her. It's not who she is. Um, mm -hmm. She likes to be in the background, but she also is kind of a little bit without roots. She wants family. She wants friends. She wants connections. And because of the guy she's divorced from, the jackass, you realize that she has had no real relationships in the two years that she would, the year before, and then the two years she was married to this guy. He kind of made it so, so kind of classic nar narcissist type behaviors, classic abusers, separating her from the herd, separating her from her um, support structure. And when their marriage collapses and their divorce is very ugly, he makes sure to take whatever friendship she had left with him 
and turns people against her. And she has nothing and she has no one. And this potential wedding planner job at the Wilder Resort is her chance to start over. It is her chance to to have roots and to be something and be a part of something bigger. And to start herself, like create a new identity, not new identity, but kind just of a new journey, over. a new path. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I find her to be very, I thought she was really feisty, she, but feisty in a subtle way. It's not like confrontational and in your face, but she wants to stand on her own two feet. She has a very clear backbone. And actually, so we didn't talk about Eli's personality much. Eli is a protector and a big brother. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be everything to everybody. Yeah, he definitely, so their parents, their parents passed away. So he really takes that big brother and like leader of the family role very seriously. Like it weighs heavy on his heart. Um, He questions himself a lot. Like, did I make the right decision? He worries, like, almost like a parent worries about his siblings, each in their own way. Um, And he tries to support each of them in their, the way they need. Yeah. And then also run this business and then also support all of his employees. And so he's running ragged and the brothers are like, Eli, like we, we should lean on each other. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Well, and I, one of the things I think the author did really well in this book. So sometimes when we get a first and serious book, because they have to do so much world building, it sometimes can overwhelm the characters because you're introducing all these new pieces and all these new parts that we don't know is the reader. And Mm -hmm. Carrie Ann does a phenomenal job that we meet all the brothers and we know, we know who they are and their personalities, but their interactions do not dilute in any way Eli and Alexis's story. She allows you to meet the characters through the interactions they have with Eli and Alexis individually. And it doesn't, like, yeah, because the E's get a little into, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, which one's the one at the winery or whatever. But they all each have their own personalities. And she does an amazing job of introducing you to this family. Yeah. And it you was... are seriously rooting for every single one of these brothers. Um, yes. And I already have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, let's talk about Alexis and Eli and their attraction to each other, because while it does pop at 36 percent, it doesn't solve everything (laughs) for them. No, it doesn't. Maybe like in Alexis's eyes, maybe complicates it. And then Eli's like, oh, right. You know, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And then she's like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm there yet. Um, Yeah. Their attraction to each other is magnetic. Like it is, they are such pull for them to be together. There's a, there's a scene in the very beginning where it's her first day at work and she's coming into the boardroom um, 
for their very first meeting and all the brothers are there. And I can't even remember. I think it's East. He's like, do we even need to be here? Are you two even talking to the rest of us? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. Do you ever meet a couple where you are like, I, you just, I hate to use the word like complete me because that seems so cheesy and whatever, but it's like, they are great not together like individually you think you're they're really great but then when they're together you're like oh my gosh you guys just make each other that person so much more you know what I mean no I agree and I think that Eli and Alexis together are better than they could ever be apart they're like a force to be reckoned with yeah and there's a dynamic to their chemistry and their relationship that it is so memorable and so tangible because like you're like yeah get that kiss and then mm-hmm. you know a couple of things happen and I don't want to I don't want to give any of those Boil away mm-hmm. but she kind of puts Eli on the back burner a couple of times where she's like whoa I'm going to handle this and well, he doesn't quite know how to handle that um and that makes me think that while i believe they have an hea and those two are going to be married forever that is not going to go quietly down that road <laughs> like mm-hmm. they are not going to be the sweet couple on the porch they are totally going to have they're a real couple like they're going to have yeah, fights they're going to they have compliment moments. E- they complement each other so well that doesn't mean they're going to get along but he wants his family to be a solid unit And she is longing for a family. And so she's happy to take in that role of supporting the brothers alongside of Eli, but in a different way than Eli, because that's how, I don't want to say like parent them, but be the leaders of the family. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're mature too. Um, Mm -hmm. Eli himself is late thirties, uh, and Alexis herself is like early 30s. So they are a very mature couple. There isn't, there isn't, there's no immaturity about them. There's none of this like, I'm going to do it myself. She knows she needs help. And Eli realizes that he can't do everything and nothing is going to be perfect. But if we work together, yeah. it's going to be pretty close. I think sometimes when there's younger couples and books and probably younger couples, they sometimes manufacture drama just Mm -hmm. for the sake of drama. And there is none of that in this book, which I appreciate because I don't love manufactured drama. Yeah. Well, there was a matureness to the relationship, like the Mm -hmm. way they talk to each other, the way that they are in each other's lives. Like it was perfect. It was wonderful. And it felt it made the reading experience that much better. Um, and the other thing she did that was amazing was Alexis has realized that she's sort of alone. She has Eli and she has these men and they're great. They, she pulls in these new friends. Um, but they pull her in. Oh, correct. So right. That's something that I thought was really great because Alexis realizes because of the past and the divorce that she's kind of alone and she doesn't have friends and town mm-hmm. is a bit of ways, but there are women on the resort that work there that are employees. Some live on site and mm-hmm. she realizes that she's got to kind of open her doors and make some other connections. 
and uh, Maddie, who Maddie. is the winery's <laughs> the manager. She's I the manager her. of the actual, the tasting rooms in the winery. She basically tells Alexis, you have no choice. You have to be our I friend. I need a friend. <laughs> and you're it. Well, and they have Kindle, who is the new hired cook. But she is also somehow connected to one of the other brothers. And I don't want to give that away because it's so funny. Um, yeah. So I here's what I love about this. I really felt like, you know, she's really building this larger family. And she's giving the characters their people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I really love how she did this and how that she ties these women in. That first tasting where they like get slobber knockered on like what, four bottles of wine, four or six <gasps> bottles of wine. And the guys come in because they're being really loud. And the guys are like, ladies, hey. <laughs> guess we need to walk you home. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That was hilarious they and the in the girls are all feisty and cannot wait I mean can't wait for this book I mean well and actually so we know who the couple and we're not going to tell you guys you have to read this to find out we know who book two is about and we assume we know what book three is about and it is book three that I am desperate for but that is not my favorite brother oh see I I have a favorite and then he kind of changes. And so I don't know. I don't know because, but I feel like we would not be fair to the book if we also did not talk about the cover. I know for those listening as a podcast, make sure you check my Instagram for my release day post of this cover. And I also have one. Also, um, the cover is very great. It's Beautiful. And Beautiful. okay, so tell us who is the cover model again? I think Andrew Barnett. I think I said his name Barnett or Barnett. Um, okay. So I know his first name was Andrew. Andrew. He has been on tons of covers. He is very, very handsome. This is by far a thousand percent my favorite cover of his. I think that. Mm-hmm. The way he's leaning in with his shoulder and the eyes he's giving you. I'm like, hello, sir. Well, and just the way Carrie Ann Ryan has described Eli in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, this cover model, the way like there's a time, a couple of times where he like scratches his beard and Andrew has some seriously great facial hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I do want to say we were both lucky enough to receive a gifted ARC um, mm-hmm. paperback and e-copy of this book. And so thank you, Carrie, for providing those. Um, I'm going to have to buy the whole, all the brothers. <laughs> I'm going to need there's them all. There's also a special. Um, she does do alternate covers. She does muted covers. So this first cover is this very beautiful orange uh, mm-hmm. ombre effect with dog tags. And I mm-hmm. think someone said that each book is going to be a different color with the same front for all oh. the brothers with the, with the dog tags. I, so this book, I'm really glad you convinced me to read Carrie on Ryan. She is a new to me author. I very quickly um, started 
getting more of her books. Uh, <laughs> the Montgomery books are great. They're tattoo artists. There's a little, she has a lot of military men within her books or okay. spouse and women, women that have been also in the military. Uh, so I believe she is in Texas. I think she might live in the San Antonio area. And so there's two big bases there. And she knows, um, I think that it's, she either has had a family member or something because she does write a lot of veterans and post-veteran um, mental health type advocacy and stuff. And she does that very well in this book too. She talks mm-hmm. about the one brother, again, not giving anything away, that's going to need some assistance as we move down. And she's got some really very real situations for some of these characters so yeah and the thing about these brothers is is like you know sometimes it's not realistic you know sometimes you have like these billionaires or whatever these are like regular guys and it yeah I just really love that they're like down to earth you I, I just I feel like you I could go to this resort and hang out on the patio and watch the wilder lives just <laughs> like what Eli said um happen and I think that that would just make me so happy if it were only a real place if it was only a real place um mm-hmm. okay so let's get to our questions um mm-hmm. Heather did you like this book oh obviously yes I loved it so much I really really liked it I'm a big fan of family series um and this one is after a really great start um I also very much like this book. I'm a big Carrie Ann Ryan fan. Um, and she also writes some really great PNR type books. Ooh. And she's just very good. I adore her. And she's also like one of the nicest people. Nicest. Um, so, Heather, who would typically like this book? I think if you are a big family, um, if you really like a family series, if you um, kind of like to dig in and just kind of follow a family along, I think a really great world building. Um, I would say she does write some super, I mean, when it's steamy, it's steamy, but it's not like over the top, but it's very well placed. Um, yeah. In small town. I think if you like small town, she has mm-hmm. a small town feel to the resort itself because they talk about the different characters and the different people that work in the town and um, some neighboring ranches that cause some problems. So uh, if you like small town family series, this is absolutely wonderful. If you are a fan of Catherine Cowles, I think that Carrie Ann Ryan and Catherine Cowell write very similar. Uh, maybe not quite as slow burnish as Catherine does, but Car- they just have really great rep in their books. Um, so would you recommend this? Yes. I mean, I am telling you to read it now or, I mean, I just, here's my thing. We are waiting till August for book two. So it comes out on my anniversary and I already told my husband, I'm like, well, I'm going to be real busy. Not with you hanging out with one of the Wilder brothers. Sorry, I have a date with another man. On our anniversary. No problem. Can't hang out with you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I also recommend this book. I recommend going back and reading the um, the Montgomery Inc. series. Carrie Ann Ryan is an indie author, and she does a really great job, too, of making sure that she has audio for her books. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
there is quite a few audios on Hoopla for her Montgomery family, too, at least on you my know what Hoopla. Else I really liked is that I went to check out her website because I wasn't sure where to start. So I went to her website today and I wanted to know where to start. And then she kind of broke it down. She was like, you know, how steamy do you like your books? Do you like this? Do you like this? Um, Because these are the books for you. So she has some ruffles. She has some real spicy. I'm like, girl, I am. It's like you're speaking my language. (laughs) She does all the things. I really can't believe you haven't read her before because she is, she just, she writes really great books. So I'm going on a deep dive. Hello, binge. Anyway, (laughs) um, you can find... One Way Back to Me by Carrie Ann Ryan, wherever you guys get books. Like I said, this is a new release just this week, so make sure you go and grab that. Um, And I cannot recommend it enough. Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Anytime. I always love to talk books with you. (laughs) I do. I love talking books with you, too. Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.